Welcome to this media availability edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Nine days ahead of opening day at the beach, Indiana baseball head coach Jeff Mercer took questions from the media covering topics like roster construction, the competition for first base, high expectations, and facing left-handed pitching. First, saw your opening roster as 43 listed online, but obviously, you know, you're dealing with some issues. Do you have any yeah. guys that are planning on taking medical retros this year? Yeah, uh, Bonnard and Bakes, as of right now, will we'll, we'll take medicals. You know, I don't uh, foresee Sonard being able to throw either, so you'll you probably look at those three guys, those guys that, that won't, uh, <clears throat> won't be able to play this year. But, yeah, th- we're dealing with some injuries. You know, it's every now and then you have a year where you're just a little bit uh, – there's injuries every year. You know, last year we lost, you know, Holderfield missed the whole year and Shepard missed the whole year and, and, uh, and Ellis missed, you know, three-fourths of the year. And so guys stepped up around. And this year has been, a, I mean, maybe a little bit heavier on some of those things. And um, uh, maybe in years past, it's just kind of the way it goes. So those guys are coming back now. So it's not necessarily as many guys you're going to miss as guys coming off of injuries and so are still a, little, you know, a few weeks behind. So. But that's the importance of having, you know, roster depth and making sure you prepare everybody for, you know, for what comes. And uh, we'll, we'll be fine. We're, you know, we're going to have to play our way through it. And there's a lot of good players that can step up and, and, and get ready to play. But uh, as with everybody, the first couple of weeks, you know, you, you'll see what you guys you go play. And then we'll, we'll move the pieces as we need to, to to make sure that we're putting ourselves in the best position to, to be successful. But <clears throat> maybe a little bit different, but not, not terribly. And, and so we'll... We'll, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, we were just talking to Burke about his combination with Cerny in the infield. I guess what's been your evaluation of Burke's play so far? Just a really steady defender, really heady and steady, and capable of keeping the you know, kind of keeping the ball moving, right? Just advance the game, advance the game, advance the game. And I think if if you have a mentality of everyone doing their job, to where nobody needs to shoulder the load more than anyone else or unnecessarily I think it takes a lot of pressure off of anybody to be able to uh, to have to feel the the, the, the the weight of doing more than than their fair share so you know same thing with him be a really steady defender uh, be a heady guy under control uh, play great defense be a dutiful offensive player bring some aspects to base running and base stealing that that uh, we would like to be able to do when situations call for it um, and just be a really good you know cog in the wheel and then with you know, Tyler, like you have said, I've just been very impressed with just his professionalism and sliding over to a new position. If, if a shortstop makes the routine play routinely, turns double plays, uh, and, and, and executes cuts and relays, and if you run like a crash or a wheel on a bump play, if he does those things, you're, 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 you're further ahead than most programs, right? Because that guy's going to handle the ball so much more. If you get anything beyond that, then you're, you're in bonus territory. Now, Tyler has a physical ability to go and, and do things beyond the routine play. He's got the physical ability to make some splash plays. Uh, but what I've been really impressed with him is he hasn't leaned on that. You know, sometimes guys will, especially young guys that are making that transition, everybody wants to make the, the great play, get out of their funnel, and, and then as a coach, you worry about the ball right out of guy. And Tyler hasn't done that. You know, he's... He's been very fundamental, very dutiful. Stoves have been really good. His footwork's been really good. I just can't say enough good things about you know the, the, the way that he's prepared himself, and and that's what you ask of everybody in practice. I, I you know you tell the guys that I'm not I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I'm at every practice, and you watch practice, and the guys that are dutiful and steady and make the routine play, 
those are the guys who go out and play in the games. And then you watch the games and see how they transfer, or transpire. And then you go and you keep those guys in the lineup or you, or you make an adjustment from there. But Tyler has done everything we've asked uh, and, and, and above. So I've been, I've been really pleased with both those guys. Saw you uh, working again with the first baseman after practice. I guess from a coaching perspective, what's it kind of like to watch uh, a, a four-player battle 10 yeah. days away from the season as opposed to one guy knowing that yeah. they're the top guy? Yeah. I, you know, I, every year, every year, I, I slide five, six, seven guys to first base and then we whittle it down. I was joking. Uh, I was called the first base crew. Like first base crew, first base, whoever's in that crew today and and uh, you know, Cerny said, you know, he said today. I remember when I was in that crew last year, and Cerny was in the first base crew last year before he ended up winning the second base job. So, you always start with five or seven guys because you don't know how injuries happen and the season works out. And it's a position that is very, very important defensively. I think it's an underutilized position as far as the development goes. And then a lot of times, if you can have a great defender um, from a group of guys that are all offensive, it really allows you to mix and match. Right now, you can play right-handed, you can play left-handed, uh, you can pinch hit, you can get guys, you can start guys at different positions and move them out there. Uh, maybe you want to, you know, if Tippett's were to start a catcher and you want someone else in to finish the game behind the plate or there's an injury at first base and you want to move them out. But you've got to have flexibility, and the only way to do that is to, to start with as big of a group as you can, coach all of them to the best of your abilities, and then whittle it down. And the reality is that group has had injuries, that group of, you know, four or five, six guys. So, we didn't have, you know, Joey, Joey B missed three months. You know, he broke his hand in the Notre Dame game, so he missed all that time. You know, Stadler dealt with the hamstring deal and, uh, and some throwing stuff with his arm. So he missed some time. Shepard coming off the surgery, so he missed time. And Sefcik missed the whole fall with the surgery and, and the hip injury. So, you know, those guys were, were, were working our way through it to get them ready to go. And so you, we always start with a big group and work your way down, which is typical. And then usually there's that kind of battle at some position somewhere this year. It's just at first base longer than, than normal probably just because Brock has the ability to go back and catch. And then we have to also be intelligent with A.J. with his arm. So he's a, he's a great catcher, but he's, he's not going to be able to, to whip balls to second base you know, from day one or a lot of them when he gets back there. So how do we get his bat in the lineup? If he's the guy that is ends up being the best offensive player of the group, well, he's a really good defender at first base that keeps DH open and keeps some options open. And you know, the other guys have, have gotten better as, as well. Joey B is just a world better than he was a month ago. Well, you, know, when you can't put a glove on for three months. You, you're going to get better pretty quick when you're able to do it every day. So we just it, – it's not where you start, it's where you end. And we just got to just gotta keep coaching. We got to keep getting better. And I'm really pleased. I told the guys at the end – and I genuinely mean it. I was really proud of them. They, they've just gotten so much better in, in the last month or six weeks. And I told them we'll be better in one week, and then we'll be better a week after that. We just, we'll see where it goes. But they, they've gotten a lot better, and they can all really hit, which is a nice, which is a nice, uh, a nice problem to have as a coach. To kind of follow up on that, I guess, just kind of what are the interactions that you see amongst the four players, you know, with yeah. all of them battling at the same time? Yeah, you know, AJ's been over there longer just because he, he had, uh, we were trying to get him ready to play first base last year because he had Tommy John in high school. So he, they, they communicate well. They, they, they're trying to help each other. AJ will kind of stop the group and, and be very, uh, it's always nice if you have an instructor over there that, that does it in the middle of, so I don't have to go across the field. And Brock did that for the first half of the year. So Brock was with the first baseman a ton in their indie work in the fall, so he could kind of help teach them. 
And then AJ got to where he could get out there more and do it. And now AJ's kind of taking that lead role of instruction as well. So uh, they're 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 good teammates. They're all they're all really good kids. I mean, we're we're really fortunate. We don't have selfish guys or greedy guys. And, and everybody wants to play. I, you know, if I had eligibility, I would want to get out there. And play. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it and I, I hope that they know that when when you you write your lineup the first day, <clears throat> the lineup is typically different a weekend than it is day one. And it's certainly different at the end of the season. So they're all competing. Um, but if Indiana wins, then, then that means some of that group is succeeding and they're going to have a chance to compete their way into the lineup uh, throughout the course of the year. So they, they've been very helpful and, and encouraging to each other. Speaking of the group, um, you guys have been here a while, obviously. Uh, this is the highest expectations this group has had. Yeah. Um, and I know you're into a lot of the micro stuff. And the, yeah. you know we, yeah. we watch it. But macro-wise, yeah. what's your pulse to the team with you know, the headlines and, and expectations. Yeah. I don't feel like we've seen you guys with expectations like this yeah. since your crew got here. Yeah. You know, I, I think, and, I, and I, I'm so programmed, and I don't mean to be, uh, like, terrible to, to talk to about it, but I, I try really hard to, to keep them away from the guys, and a lot of the guys have been here so long that they, they're pretty, hopefully pretty head down. They, they seem that way. I feel like my job and, and, and my my role is to 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 um, I don't know to, to keep their head down. I, I don't know. I don't have an expect I don't have an expectation of what it should or it shouldn't be. And I and I know that's terrible, but um, I, I just want I just we're just not good enough today. I, it's all I know. like we're not good enough today, and we have to get a, a lot better in a lot of different areas and. So where we could be at the end of the season, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not naive to the ability that we have, um, but we're not there today. And so we, we have to get better, and we have to get better defensively. We have to get better offensively. We have to have, uh, we have to get more depth on the mound. We just have to have. We're just not where we need to be at yet. It doesn't mean that we're bad. It just means, like we're we're not, um, we're not the team that we want to be yet. So. With, with expectation uh, comes responsibility to do your best to be able to provide um, the team that level of instruction to where they have to go and to also shield them from feeling like you're, you're going to get there in, in the next five minutes. And so I, I, uh, uh, Coach Simmons is from the South, and so he always, he always talk about, you know, he was in Alabama there for a little bit, so he always talks about Nick Saban would say it was rat poison, right, expectation and preseason and all those things are, are rat poison and, and try to keep it out. So. You know, I, I would say probably like that. I, I'm not trying to, to steal it, but that's what Coach Simmons always says. And steal it from him probably is not a bad idea. No, it's not. No. I would say probably not. Probably not a bad. Probably not a bad thing. Uh, but it, it it doesn't. I don't feel that in the group. You know, there's sometimes. That's where, what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, that's probably. Uh, I, I don't feel that in the group. I don't feel they don't feel um, pressured. They don't feel. It doesn't feel like they uh, are. Um, concerned about living up to that today. Now, I think they feel a great sense of responsibility to be the best that they can be at some point in the season and to grow into that. Uh, and, and as we all do, we, you know, everyone's worked very hard and we are talented. And there's, there's, there's a lot of guys on the, the majority of this team could have gone anywhere in the country they wanted to go to play baseball. That's a reality. And so when you have a bunch of talented guys that have all chose to do something together. They, they want to do something special. They believed in it years ago. They believed in that vision. And then you go through the hard stuff. You want to go and try to have the reward. But it, it, life doesn't always go according to plan. And you have to you have to will it into existence. You have to work it into existence. And 
it's it's a it's a hard hat lunch pail kind of thing to get where you want to get and so that's what we're, that's what they're doing that's what we're trying to do I think that's why you know I feel better today than I did this past weekend right we played better today we turned double plays we were on the barrel where we needed to we took care of the ball we were sharp as a position player group we were we were we were better today than we were on Sunday and so let's be better Friday than we were today and I know it's a it's a terrible answer. But. <laughs> You're going to be facing some pretty elite left-handed pitching in this first week. Yeah. Um, how is your very left-handed uh, heavy lineup going to going to deal with that? We've done a ton a ton of situational stuff. Um, we, we've done a ton of spin ball, probably twice as much left-handed setups as, as right-handed, to, to where you you eliminate the you eliminate the the not fear but. Left-handed hitters are, are, as they're raised, they're raised to, to be uncomfortable versus lefties. It's, it's, I think it's a misnomer. I don't think it's as big of a deal as sometimes we believe it is, and so you just have to throw them into the environment until they, until they're, they're comfortable with it. And if you, you think back, think back to Matt Lloyd. And I think you know his one of the things when, when he was debating, you know, what he was going to do when I first got in, if he was going to stay or not, was uh, he had a, a huge discrepancy versus left-handed pitching and talked about we just have to throw you into the deep end. And we did. We threw him into the deep end against lefties. He ended up, I think he had better against lefties that year than righties. And, and so we can do the same thing. You just, you're not going to do it in any other way besides that environment. We've tried to, it's always a hard thing now, is if your lefties face lefties, your left-handed pitchers are going to face your left-handed hitters. There's also the risk you're going to get hit. And, and so you have to try to balance that out. But if you don't put them in that environment, then then you don't you don't prepare them, and, and so that's what we've talked a ton about is is how do we prepare these guys to face left-handed pitching? Because if I was facing us, that's what I would do, and so we're gonna be prepared for it. And I'm gonna have to be intelligent in how we construct the lineup. We also can't you can't stack guys where you're you're just lining guys up for for a clean run. You know, lefties a lot of times yeah, they're they're not as good at going left right left right on the lineup. Their their visuals are you know they have a visual and they want they want to pitch off of that. And they want to have a they want to have a, a runway, right? They want to face two two lefties out of three hitters, and they can use their same their same visual marks. So, can you can you um, can you stack your lineup to where you're making them have to change their visual consistently? And you're and you're hoping for a mistake, right? You're 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 hoping for a hit by pitch, a single, and then all of a sudden he hangs a breaking ball to Carter, and you change the game. So we have to we have to be we have to be intelligent in how we one prepare them, which we're we're doing a ton of trying to really prepare them. Uh, and then you have to build your, your construct your lineup to where you're, you're trying to hunt mistakes and and start start runners in their face and, and do different things to to again if you're we're facing elite this is these are high end some of the best left-handed pitching in the country and so it's it's typically not you know four four walks nine hits you know you're you're beating the guy around that's not how it goes it's a it's a walk it's a single and and, and you start the runners and you find a hole or you. You hit a ball in the gap, and, and it's a big inning, and then you, you have to play defense too. So we've, we've done a ton to try to prepare those guys. I, I think we're in a good place. I think we're in a good place. Yeah, but we, we won't know until, until we roll them out. The Hoosiers face number 12 Duke a week from Friday at Coastal Carolina at 11 a.m. See you at the beach.